Hey there, welcome to Aging Flipped. Today's episode, I am interviewing an amazing couple who flipped the script in their head around what was possible for them regarding many things in their life. You're going to love this episode. I can't wait for you to hear all of the possibilities. Anything is possible when you believe. Stay tuned. Welcome to Aging Flipped. I'm Debbie Talbert, a certified mindset and alcohol freedom coach. This podcast is all about helping you flip that script in your head about what is possible for you. When you're willing to go with me and question some of the beliefs that you have, you will be amazed by what you're able to create for yourself. Let's go. But I'm so excited to be here with the podcast today. And uh, because we're doing, uh, I'm rebranding everything, right? We're going to be talking, now moving into having conversations around um, flipping the script in our head and specifically around aging and what's possible for you in life as you're aging. So those of you that have been listening for a while, you may have noticed that we do have new intro music on the podcast. In addition to the name changing to Aging Flipped, and yes, we will. I will still be having conversations around alcohol because that's all about flipping the script in your head about alcohol and what's possible for you. And for many people that I work with, a lot of it comes in later in their life and they start discovering it, right? And so that's kind of why I'm kind of flipping the messaging and opening up the conversation around what's possible as you're aging, what stories are you telling yourself? What impact are you making all of this mean on your life? And then if the impact isn't supporting you, what ways are you numbing and buffering? And so that's where the alcohol piece will come in. So for today's episode, I'm really excited to be here because the creators of the new song that is being used for the show is who I have with me today. And the way that I actually met Rochelle, one of the creators of the song was through coaching her in a program around and helping her achieve alcohol freedom. And so that's how all this is tying together. And that's how we met. And so I'm really excited to be here. And so first, what I want to ask you guys about is about the song, right? So if you can let people know the title of the song and how it came about that you guys decided to create this song, because I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Okay, thanks. Hey, coach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, how do we create the song, Boz? Well, we were asked by the lady to do a song for little Levi. That's right, Mm -hmm. little Levi. And he um, has JMC. And a friend of ours said, you need to write little Levi a song. This was around 2008, you think? Mm -hmm. He was probably only like two or three years old at the time. I think so, something like that. And so the debilitating type disease. Yeah, but he's a survivor and he's out helping other people um, with JMC. And so our friend said, you need to write little Levi a song. And um, we're not quite sure how anything is possible when you believe became the title of the song. Um, And it was really important that we said when you believe, not if you believe but when you believe anything is possible. Um, Like you say, flip the script that from if to when 
is flipping the script. And um, yeah, so that was around 2008. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, awesome. awesome. <laughs> and that's the part, like when we first started having this conversation, like when I realized uh, through the coaching and stuff, and I was deciding to do some of my rebranding around all of this. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Rochelle has anything I could use as <laughs> the new music, right? And so yeah. when you sent me some of the stuff and when I saw the title, and I specifically was looking for the instrumental piece, right? Because on the podcast, the instrumental is the part that we put in there. We don't always put, we don't, because then you can't hear the person's intro and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If you're putting in the words too. So then when I first saw the list of the stuff and I saw the title, I was like, oh, I sincerely hope. So it was really easy for me to pick, right? So I was like, <laughs> I sincerely hope I like the instrumentals here because I love the title because it would yeah. totally fit. And you're absolutely right. That part of when you believe, right? And so when it, in your life, because we met through helping you create alcohol freedom, Mm -hmm. How did this, when you started to believe specific things, how did that impact what you were able to do and the, ch like the changes you started to make between yourself and what was happening with you and alcohol? Yeah. When did I go from the if to the when? Um, I think just the methodology and the coaching for sure, having the daily, um, lessons that y'all brought to uh, the methodology. Um, you know, the if became a when, when I started doings, when I started practicing what I was learning, what the lesson said, try this. And so I did. So when I tried it, I started believing I could do it. Um, yeah. And for me, I had gotten to a point where I was tired of doing everything I had been doing. You know, I had tried and tried and tried. And so my if was looking for the win. <laughs> so <to speak. laughs> yeah. my if was like, okay, I've had enough. Where's the win? <laughs> you know, I, I remember as you were going through it too, that when you hit like a stumbling block, you know, and the coach would help you with something mm -hmm. that would give you that that win you know what I mean mm -hmm. then you would have a way to deal with that thing that was you know like making you want to drink or whatever mm -hmm. and uh then that gave you like confidence because now it was a win I believe so you were believing and you had something to believe in kind of right you had a tool to use yeah you know? I think a walk was one of the biggest ahas for me where it was like okay I'm feeling angsty and that old behavior is coming up and you know, my initial thought was I, I need a drink for this, you know, but, and then I realized I want to get out of my head. It's not that I want that drink. And so a tool was go for a walk. And so when I went for that walk, I felt that dopamine hit. I felt that thing in place of the alcohol. And that's when my, if became a when, and I started believing like, wow, man, like I actually feel better after just a walk. <laughs> Okay. I, I can do this. This is crazy, but I'll try it. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> right. And I think that that's the beautiful part of it is, right, The some of the key things that you talked about was the methodology, right? Mm. And so when we are believing 
that there's only one way to do something, then we actually are preventing ourselves from opening up to other possibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that again, it's that when you believe, so it's so it could be when you believe one direction or there's only one way, noticing how then I totally block certain things off. But when I open up to what's possible, mm-hmm. then I start to get curious. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I let so it's really like so the title, like in the beginning of the anything is possible when you believe it's really opening yourself up to possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so what, and so what are some of the things that like, if you could go back, right. And, and give your initially struggling self with alcohol, what would you actually, what's one piece of advice that you would actually tell that self? Hmm. You get some. You mean like to make it go? I mean like 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 the the thing that really helped her the most at that time, right? So in other words, what you were, especially if we're because we're focusing on thinking around believing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what was something that you used to believe that mm-hmm. really that you would your now new self, and as you learn through, right? Mm-hmm. What would be one thing that you feel like would help that person to really shorten? that struggle Mm. okay well I used to believe that um when I got stressed out and wanted to get away from what I was stressed out about um you know a beer glass of wine whatever would help me get away from that thing de-stress me and in fact it just prolonged having to deal with it because the issues don't go away unless the issues didn't go away for me until I dealt with them. The alcohol just prolonged it. So I guess that would be a belief that, you know, I was like discovered like, okay, alcohol does not deal with the issue. It prolongs the issue. And finding finding the reason that you want to drink and solving that. Right. Right. Okay. And so really letting yourself, so what I love is that advice for that person, right, is because what you're really looking for in the moment is a way to solve it, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've trained ourselves to believe this is what solves it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what you uncovered, right, was, oh, this actually prolongs it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) right yeah because so sometimes it's true though sometimes when we un- let ourselves open up to okay what's possible here what else is possible right mm-hmm. we discover oh bummer that means I have to that means I need to look at these things that means <laughs> I don't get to hide from these things. Uh, It's about me owning up and facing the possibility, right? Or facing what's actually really happening and telling Mm -hmm. myself the truth around what's actually happening. Yes. And I I think you using that word possibility now in this context, you know, it's been over a year now um, since I joined the, you know, this methodology of 
making alcohol small and irrelevant is I think just right now I had an aha that yeah it is a possibility like you know all those things I was realizing in the beginning um you know that alcohol prolongs the issue and then like Vaz was saying oh realizing it's an issue problem to be not problem but an issue to be solved to be figured out and then what's on the other side of that is the possibility of what can be, what, what actually is, it's just waiting for me to stop soaking myself down with the alcohol and say, hello, issue, what are our possibilities? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, that's, it sounds kind of la-di-da and it's not la-di-da, but that's kind of what just came to me when you were talking, coach, is that it is now I see an issue as a possibility. Yeah, I didn't have a word for it, but yeah, what you're saying. Wow. Aha. <laughs> yeah, like one of those. Right. And so then it's like, because when we're thinking, okay, so and that really ties in beautifully to like the the part about aging, right? Because we can mm. start to think, especially as we like get into our 50s. And yes, it's true. As we do get older, there are things that start to happen to our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. But if we are thinking of those as struggles and as obstacles, then we miss the possibilities that are for us. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of like that same thing with, okay, so how can this be this, this struggle and this obstacle of, okay, maybe things don't work like they used to. Right. But where's my opportunity in this instead, or where's my possibility in this? instead of thinking this is such a problem right and now and now things are going to be like whatever dread doom and gloom simply because i've hit this decade in my life Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and so open ourselves up to um and so that's like the beauty that i love of the the title like anything is possible when you believe and so it's like and it also does kind of turn it around like if we do that turnaround technique right and Mm -hmm. because this is a a beautiful thought right but for some people that's not the one they're living they have a total turned around nothing is possible I believe nothing is possible for me or I believe this is impossible for me kind of thing and so really just so what we've done by like the title is flip the turnaround for what most people believe already yeah right and so that's kind of the the um the beauty of it so when you guys were um and the creating of the the song itself like coming together as a team Mm -hmm. in writing the song how has coming together as a team helped you with like your alcohol-free journey and then even as the because all of us here talking we're all 50 or older right so even (laughs) as the aging process has started to happen how does that impact what actually goes on for each of you impossibility coming together as a team right does it like do you guys come together as a team like similar to like putting the songs together when it comes to like life like kind of thing yeah i'd have to say right now we're in a really good place yeah you know we uh have a job that we both love to do we do it together Mm -hmm. we're in a place the home we have here that we're living in is uh just a spectacular place for us it's in the country which we love and and um it probably would not have happened if we hadn't had the belief you know that that 
something good is in store for us. You know what I mean? If we would have been depressed as we got older and just thought, what are we going to do? Oh, no. You know, and we would have, I don't know, we'd probably still be in Mississippi and and wouldn't be uh, doing anything, probably be struggling. But we believed, you know, that we, you know, we got to have a new place to live. We need a new job. And and it just fell in line with us. And here we are. And, and so I think that, yeah, as we've gotten older, we've tried to not lose that feeling of believing in ourselves and believing in, in what we can have. And it's, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking um, as you were talking there, we have been playing music together since 2002 and around 2014, 15, I kind of lost my zeal for it. And um, so I guess I was around 44, 45 then, and Boz is 11 years older than me. And so I didn't want to play music anymore, but he had retired from his day job, air quotes, and we were going to tour, you know, professionally, musically. And so I didn't want to share with him after we made this huge album nationally released um, that I didn't want to play music anymore, you know? And so that's when my alcohol started ramping up and I lost my zeal for just music. I used to love playing music. We didn't drink in the beginning when we played music. It was all about the music. We got that natural dopamine hit playing music, you know, but starting 2015 I just started drinking more and more and by 2017 2018 I mean I was drinking before the gigs and I had just completely lost myself and an injury finally happened that made Boz hear me say I don't well I I actually just said I can't play music anymore because I'm injured and it took him like a couple days to finally accept it and when he finally said okay baby I'll look for something else to do my godfather called and offered us this job. And we left Mississippi, our home and our family and friends and moved to Virginia where we knew my godfather. That was it. And took this job. And it was something Boz had never done. I had never done. And here we are like four years later, um, me in my fifties, he in his sixties. And now we're, you know, made alcohol small and irrelevant. And yeah, we, you know, anything is possible when you believe. I mean, that's what, that's a, a core value for us. I think even when we get lost in the midst of life, believing in a higher power for us really is a bond and it really helps get us through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. Even, even on a daily basis, I'm re- reading a book right now that has a lot of this kind of stuff in it. And, and if you just uh, believe, like you're in a struggle today right now there's something coming up that you don't you're not prepared for you know and all that but if you put the thought in your mind that you believe that it's going to be okay it's amazing how it smooths out I mean and or things that you're going through at work you know that are piling up on you but if you just uh stop and give yourself attention for a minute you know calm down and uh, think about all the be grateful for a minute. Think of all the good things that you have in life. Center yourself. And then know in your heart that this is going to be okay. And give yourself just a few minutes to do that. It's amazing how things smooth out. 
and then things are okay. The belief is uh, almost like when you believe it, it's happening already. You know what I mean? The minute you start yeah. believing, it starts changing. It's, it's weird. It's almost, uh, you know, um, it's almost unreal, you know, yeah. how, how it works. Right. Yeah. And I think I agree with you 100% that it's really that. Um, and there is a lot of science behind that, too. Like they can take images of the brain. And when people are thinking one thing, how the image shows up in the brain. And then when they start thinking something else, they have images of the brain. And it's really it's the neural pathways like starting wiring and firing and shifting. And so it's mm. really in that moment where you slow down, take a breath and start and just that shift of because when you're in that frantic state, you're literally believing, I think, at that time, this isn't safe. This isn't going to work out. This is too hard. I can't take it. Right. And then what the way you describe, like centering yourself, calming yourself down and really just shifting to this is all going to work out. And mm -hmm. in that moment, that's when your whole entire nervous system calms down too. Like even me just describing it now, and this, I got goosebumps. Like, yeah. Right? Like, just <laughs> like, you know, right? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that one of those. And so really letting yourself, so really that when you believe is really can be very transformative mm -hmm. in our lives, right? No matter absolutely no matter what's happening right and so like the song that you wrote for Le little levi right little levi right. is still here yeah. that's right right they think about that very long. like yeah and so it was around other people also in his life because he was very used to, he was just young right a couple years old right. when it first like so really having that people surrounding him that believed in what was possible and what it, and so if you take that word even of possible then you start to ask yourself what's possible right instead of this is never going to be possible and you start reframing it to what's possible yeah it mm -hmm. really does make a big difference mm -hmm. right and so and one of the key things and we talked about this beforehand but I want to make sure that I bring it up because I think it's important for people is we're not accustomed to letting ourselves celebrate mm. what it is that we actually do do, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and it comes from like when we can let ourselves, even if it's that smallest thing, like what you described, Boz, right? Letting your, like that'll probably take a person not even five minutes, right? To take a mm -hmm. second, center themselves, think of what there's, what's good in their life, what they're grateful for in their life, right? And then telling themselves, this is all going to work out. Mm -hmm. And then adding in, taking a moment to go, yay me. I shifted mm -hmm. my mindset, right? That little second of celebrating that you mm -hmm. slowed down and did that, mm -hmm. what you're doing, whether it's for you, it's like a high five, a yay me internally, or if you're by yourself and you can do a little jig dance, like, right? <laughs> Something that feels celebratory to you. Mm -hmm. What you're doing in that moment is you're literally tapping into your brains pleasure center and reward center and giving yourself your own little hit of natural dopamine and you genuinely will feel better so yeah. how did that part impact you on your journey as we were like coaching through the alcohol freedom because you talked about that in, mm -hmm. before we got started and I wanted people just the smallest of things can make massive impacts yeah the 
So the pom-poms that you used and starting off your coaching session each week with the pom-poms, what are we celebrating? You know, at first it was like, uh, you know, um, okay, let's get simple. Well, I can celebrate that today. I'm alcohol free. I woke up alcohol free. I'm just going to celebrate that. And for me, that was like the first thing every morning when I woke up, I started that celebration and, um, you know, I, I think it was more of like a progressive thing where I began wanting to celebrate the little things, you know, and, um, you know, like, oh, for instance, you were implemental in me wanting to go to the dump because the dump ride for me was like a roadie. You know, and I was like, how can I go to the dump now if I can't have a roadie? And, and you asked me, do you want to create new neural pathways? Do you want to create a new habit? And I said, yes. So the if to the when, yes. And so, you know, I got my NA beer for the cooler, but I grabbed some water. And that was, and as I did that, each step that I took, I celebrated. Yay. Okay. You know, in my mind, I would say, yay, that also was a clue for me. Yay. Okay. I am choosing this. I am choosing to have water. Yay. I'm in the van and I'm still a free, you know? So the celebrating, you know, for me for a while was in the front of my mind and I could feel its effect. So, yeah. Yeah. And so then what about you, Buzz? What have you noticed as this journey has come like, creating this possibility and the shift around alcohol freedom, right? What have you noticed has been different? Because I think you kind of did the ripple effect too, right? You changed your relationship with alcohol too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I stopped completely when she did. Yeah, both of us. And uh, yeah, I had stopped a long time ago. Well, you know, I started out drinking as a teenager and all that went through, uh, you know, a lot of wild times in my 20s and drank a whole lot all the way up into like my 40s or whatever. And I uh, played music through a lot of all of that and everything. But then um, I got involved in a church. Probably I don't know exactly when that was, but anyway, I was alcohol for about 13 years. Alcohol free. Alcohol free. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so <laughs> I had done it before, you know, but then um, we started playing music, Rochelle and I. And it's not uh, my fault. yeah, no, it's not her fault. But anyway, I fell back into it basically, you know. And so uh, then it was just once I did, it was on again. So boy, you know, we'd tie one on and all that and got back into that habit again mm -hmm. even to the point of just wanting to stop on the way home even as we're working here and get a six-pack that would turn into a 12-pack or you know you know how it goes and so uh anyway when she decided to to um make this change I said I'd do it with her and I did mm -hmm. and so it's helped me uh to hear her and, and not really to hear like her lessons and the things that she went through because I didn't feel real comfortable doing that because a lot of people on there are talking about personal stuff, you know, but what helped me was talking through the issues, the things that she learned that day, she would explain them to me, like as we're driving in the car later or whatever. And we would okay. have long conversations, you know, about all really deep, heavy, you know, internal stuff. And uh, that helped me also because it, it 
made me search for the reasons why I wanted to drink and deal with those issues also. Mm-hmm. So right, yeah, it was I was riding her coattails, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think, but I think that's beautiful, right? That opening up this whole, like opening up those conversations. And then as you're what, expressing what you're learning, Rochelle, then someone else hearing it. And so there's a lot of to be said about that too, with our own, how we can shift what our beliefs are and what's possible for us is by mm-hmm. really letting ourselves say some of this stuff out loud. Mm-hmm. We're hearing it again in our own voice, right? With us saying it out loud and then having someone else to bounce back off of it, what they heard or how it's impacting like, oh, okay, that could fit in my life or what, I, like, this is what happens for me, right? And so really opening yourself up to sharing out loud with others really just creates other possibility too Yeah. for what goes on. Yeah, it was really beautiful to see it unfold in the sense of our conversations. Like we, you know, we had gotten in such a habit of drinking that that's what we did. So conversation was little to none, you know, and through this past year, um, because we started July 1st of 2021, um, you know, making alcohol small and irrelevant, and we did not drink. We still haven't drank, actually. So yay us! That was <laughs> yay. Pom- right. Pom- um, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our conversations became, you know, more rich, more um, real, truer, like a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, really, instead of each of us being in our own heads. I think that was one thing that alcohol did was it kind of kept us up in our head, you know, instead of in our hearts and our souls and, and wanting to share, you know, because believing that I am worthy, which was revealed, you know, the less I drank, you know, the further I got away from alcohol, um, the more I found my voice and I felt like, I could share. And Boz is such a, you know, a great person, (sighs) a a good human. We're a team. We're a team in so many ways. But, you know, I mean, we're imperfectly perfect, right? But this really has helped us listen to one another, to hear, like listening became a thing. And then, you know, he's read books because we've heard it here you know in the methodology so he's reading that trance of scarcity and then he'll say oh would you like to hear what i read about you know and so we start talking about that like the visualization of being in the circle and you know projecting that it's okay and then it's okay and so yeah it seemed it seemed like the alcohol seemed like you're looking for that gratification every day kind of you know what i mean and you're looking forward to that mostly only that and so the rest of your life is kind of on the back burner because mm. you're just like, can't wait till you get that six pack at the end of the day. Or you know what I mean? It's like right. the rest of it's not you're not really involved as much until you get that drink kind of, you know. And so when that goes away, it kind of opened us up to the more the way we should be with each other, which is a lot more open and and uh, involved in each other. You know, Yeah, what was really there? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it was there all along. Yeah. Right. Like, 
like you know they say the good the bad the ugly I mean, <laughs> yeah just yeah. observation without judgment but you know the real stuff the real reels what was inside of us like who we really are and we had lost that because we had it you know when we were when we first met and we were together and then you know I around 2014 when I just couldn't be real when I felt he never said I couldn't I felt within that I couldn't share with him and so I turned to alcohol you know the old companion I knew since eighth grade really <laughs> right like, and, yeah and so really from what you're like so when you believe right so that's mm -hmm. like when you're believing that I can't be myself mm -hmm. you you and to help you with that belief you rely on outside substances and now mm -hmm. like for some people it is alcohol and for others it could be shopping gambling television mm -hmm. um social media scrolling right there's all kinds of ways that we literally even though we're thinking that we want connection right mm -hmm. but yet when we don't have this belief in ourselves and we believe that we can't show up as ourselves, then we start to disconnect ourselves first from ourselves, right and then we move into disconnecting ourselves from the other people in our lives and we literally miss like as you said what's right there already and what's right mm -hmm. there in front of us and it's yeah. all because we've gone so because of what we're believing about whatever that is like if we're believing about the alcohol like we make it this moral issue around ourselves too that if we can't figure out how not to do it right or whatever we're believing about ourselves in the moment and we don't want to we don't want to hear it and question it we're just continually believing it so again it's like when they, with that how that belief comes in and we stay believing it instead of even questioning it then we start to isolate ourselves more and more with whatever that is right and so mm -hmm. it's that same thing with the aging process that we're starting believing into the messaging that society gives us about mm -hmm. what what life is going to be like when you as you get older mm -hmm. and you believe that then you won't even look at your possibilities right very much like with the alcohol messaging right what you're taught to believe life will be like without alcohol which is no fun, no excitement and horrible, <laughs> right? Like that's really the messaging that is out there. And it turns out that the 100% opposite is true, right? There's more yeah. joy in life. There's more pleasure in life. There's, you feel way more alive than you ever thought possible. Yeah. You have more energy too. Yeah, physically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, right, and I know for myself, when because I, I stopped drinking when I was 59. And so like I'm 65 now. And so when I was, but I have more energy now, more pleasure now, more creativity now. And, but yet when I was drinking, I really thought all those things that were happening to me, like my low energy, the aches in my body, the memory things that were like, okay, why can't I remember this kind of stuff? I really thought it was from aging. Mm -hmm. And then the alcohol, I let it go. And things started to come back. And I was like, oh, that didn't have anything to do with how old I was because I'm <laughs> older now, right? And I don't have any of those things. Wow. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Right. That's right. great. Yeah. So it's like, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so I'm actually more active now. I retired from the one job and I'm starting to do my own coaching, right? So it's mm -hmm. literally like, 
when you believe anything is actually possible. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what that date is on your birth, right? Mm -hmm. Or even what you're struggling with right now in life. Right. When you shift your belief about it, Mm -hmm. anything for you is possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it really is. It really is. Yeah. And so I have totally loved having you guys on here today. It's been so much fun getting to know you guys a little bit better and meeting you guys for the first time in person. Yeah. Right. And hearing like how the song came up. And I really am just feel so blessed that I have been that you're allowing, you know, we've worked this out and I'm using the song. I'm able to use the song. People can hear it and really open themselves up. And that's why I wanted this to like really be the first rebranding episode. So people could hear and understand like behind why the shift is being made. And then also the, why the music was picked and all the possibility for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I think when we hear other people's stories, we mm-hmm. also can start to believe in something else might be possible for us. And yeah. so it's, before we wrap up or anything, is there anything that I missed that you got with either one of you would like to share? I would. I would just like to commend you for believing that you can help people and change people's lives because that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and and I like what you said there. Um, people sharing their stories, like everybody's story deserves to be heard, and they don't have to shout it from the rooftops. You know, they can write it in a journal that nobody sees, um, and you know, there, there are people out here, you in particular, us, there are many people out there who are, want to be a part of hearing someone else's story. So I hope that when people hear your podcast, that, that they hear that, that their story is something that can be shared here in particular. And also, you know, if they seek it out, they'll find it. And one last thing I do want to say that Boz is the one who wrote the music, the instrumental. So he played all the, <laughs> okay. played all the instruments, the bass, the drum, the guitars. Um, and one thing that's really cool, when you get to the bridge, there's this swirly part that I wanted in it. And he made that happen with the guitar flange. And um, anyway, so I just wanted to make sure that he gets the credit for the instrumental music, which is what people are going to hear on your program. Uh, that was him. Well, thank you, Ro. I appreciate that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's awesome. And what I will make sure I do at the end of this one, I, w- I will play the whole instrumental part. Like the whole, I think it's two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes. I can't remember now. I'll have to look. I can't remember. But I will. Normally, I don't play all of that at the end, but I will make sure so everybody can hear the whole thing and stay till the end to hear the instrumental. And then I'll put like in the show notes where they can go and literally get the songs, you know, or see your stuff. Right. So I'll make sure I put that there. And what I loved about what you just shared there, Rochelle, is that. Yes, your story can be heard, even if it's in a journal that you hear it for yourself for the first time. Yeah, I really think. Right. Because I think sometimes, again, that's like shifting a belief where -hmm. people think, oh, that means I have to tell the world. Yeah, no, it can start with I'm just going to write it down in a journal and hear it or see it in writing for myself for the first time. 
all of this that is in my head running around that I'm actually listening to, but not really aware that I'm listening to it and buying into it. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think oh, it's beautiful but- to open people up because they think, because a lot of times when people hear, again, it's one of those beliefs and that belief flipping the script on the belief, right? Oh, mm-hmm. but that means the whole world has to hear my story. I can't be telling anyone my story, right? Mm-hmm. So you can flip the, like what you're telling yourself and flip the script in your head of like, oh, I could start just by writing it for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can see it that's and then right. go from there. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I think that's a perfect spot to end <laughs> in the recording part. <laughs>
Hey there, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to the amazing songwriters of the instrumentals that you are hearing as the podcast is introduced to you and in the background right now. The songwriters are A. Rochelle Harper and Gary Boz Boswell. The name of the song is Anything is Possible When You Believe. For those of you who found this podcast interesting, I want to encourage you to follow it. I also ask you to rate it, review it, and share the podcast. Let me know what you honestly think about the podcast. I want this to be a space where we can begin to break the stigma around ADHD, rethinking alcohol, and what's possible as we're aging. If that is something you would like to hear more about, please rate the podcast, review it, and connect with me on jumpseatcoaching.com and let me know what else you would like to hear, some topics that you would like covered, people you would like me to bring on to the show. Have a fantastic rest of your day.